0: welcome back to another episode of heaven and healing podcast you can catch a live recording of the show over on youtube where i stream every wednesday night at 8 p.m central time go subscribe to my channel if you haven't already it's angela ucci heaven and healing podcast and be sure to ring the bell to be notified for live stream reminders and more whatever platform you're currently listening on please give the show a five-star rating and written review to help get this into more people's ears And please consider partnering with the ministry as Heaven and Healing is entirely crowdfunded. There are different options to support the show down in the episode description. Thank you so much for your continued support and prayers. Enjoy the episode and God bless. So we're going to get right into it. Christless conservatism. Okay, so the Lord actually put this topic on my heart back in June when I attended a conservative convention, for lack of a better word, um, and I witnessed a few things about it that really grieved me as a Christian. Okay, so there's four points to that. One is how many conservatives or how many conservative spheres of influence, rather, conservative spheres of influence and conversation that Jesus is missing from altogether, despite that conservative values come from the Holy Bible, right? Or alternatively, um, how in many Christian spheres, or I'm sorry, conservative spheres of influence, the Bible is used as a supplemental tool to the movement rather than rightfully platformed as the supply of the movement. Okay. And then the third is that many Christian influencers either do not claim Christ at all, or if they do claim him, Attesting of the spirits and observation of the fruit would determine that although they may claim him, they do not necessarily abide in him. And now I would never assume someone's salvation, but when folks are obsessed with vanity, self-righteousness, pop culture, and worldliness, we can carefully discern um, the possibility that because they are so in love with works of the flesh that perhaps they have been not born again of the spirit right and then the fourth is that Christless conservatism doesn't hate sin it hates the left and thus no better than the left after all right because they don't recognize that there is actually no difference of depravity between themselves and the left they believe that they have good politics, and that they are thus a good person or morally superior to those on the left. And with that heart posture, there is therefore no need for the salvific miracle of Jesus, okay? And while the left is overtly demonic, the right is covertly demonic because the identity of good person is an absolute deception. So how could they, the Christless conservative, acknowledge their need for a savior if they already have this savior complex of good person masked by good politics? So yeah, um like I said, I was at a conservative convention back in June, and these are the four things that were really highlighted to me by Holy Spirit. And so the discussion of this live stream is focused on, but not limited to, all of the above. And I pray that you are blessed by it. I pray that you that if you are not a born-again, blood-bought disciple of Jesus Christ, but you do indeed err on the side of conservative politics, that this episode would be an urgent or would plant an urgent seed of faith that Holy Spirit will use to reap the bountiful harvest of your salvation before it's too late. And I pray that all of my brothers and sisters in the body of Christ that are watching to or listening to this at a later time would be edified and encouraged by it. So before I hop into it, please consider um, partnering financially with the Heaven and Healing Ministry. This ministry is entirely crowdfunded, so you can partner monthly or you contribute one time. I did pin the link to support the show in the chat and there are other ways to support the show in the description of this episode as well. Be sure to like the video if you haven't already engage in the live stream during this during this chat in order to help boost the algorithm engage and stick around until the end where i will close with a prayer and i'll hang out with y'all in the chat sorry it just said that this disconnected for a second you all still with me i just got a notification that it disconnected i think we're live okay are we good okay so although i've felt led to um speak on the dangerous actuality of this topic for quite some time right now in the midst of the grotesque evil that we all know is unfolding in israel um it felt like this was the most appropriate time for me to do so Because, and uh, this is going to sound harsh, but it's the biblical reality of what is true, okay? People who identify as followers of the right rather than followers of Jesus, they do not understand the weight of their own godless, innate human depravity that will fast-track them to the same eternal hellfire as those disgusting demon-possessed tyrants slaughtering babies, raping women, and torturing the elderly, okay? The right-wingers, in this case, that don't know Christ are unable to, are able to, rather, observe all of those things, all of those atrocities, To recognize the evil for what it is, to feel disgusted by it, to feel outraged by it, and yet they are blind to the evil in their own hearts. And until, okay, until they are as equally disgusted and outraged by their own sin, they are spiritually no better off than any of those wicked people over there. And I know how that sounds, okay? Are you saying I'm no better than someone that kills a baby? I know it sounds brutal. I know it sounds insensitive, but I am honest to God only saying it out of love that you're spiritually no better off than those people if you don't know Jesus. Because the truth is, look, I would rather be persecuted for offending you all the way to heaven then be praised for pacifying anyone all the way to hell okay so that's why i'm doing this now that's why i'm tackling this conversation now romans 3 tells us no one is righteous no not one no one understands no one seeks for god all have turned aside together they have become worthless no one does good not even one okay so look y'all we can intellectualize goodness we can intend goodness we can philosophize goodness but we cannot be good without he who makes us good in his sight by his work because no one is good apart from God in Mark ten eighteen, Jesus himself says no one is good except God alone And the rich young ruler approached Jesus and asked, what good thing must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus answered, why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. Referring to God the Father, right? So, Look, it's really easy to sit back and bear witness to the horrors taking place in Israel and to feel a sense of self-righteousness amongst the heartache and the grief with thoughts like, how could someone ever do that? Um, That is so evil. I can't comprehend it. And, you know, even going as far as wishing hell on those terrorists, even when you may not believe in hell, which is funny. It's a paradox, right? But it is pertinent it is pertinent right now more than ever for us to recognize that without our reconciliation to God only made possible through the covenant of faith by grace in Jesus Christ hell is the default location for all of us the person sitting at home who identifies as a right ringer who does not know Jesus and the person that they are judging in Israel for killing somebody hell is the default location for all of us whether or not you think it's real is irrelevant okay so whether or not you think you're a good person or not it does not matter because hell is the default location for whoever you perceive to be good or whoever you perceive to be bad without the only one who makes us good because he is only good And so that's why I want to speak on this, okay, because there are so many, there are too many people out there thinking that their identity as a conservative, as a Republican, whatever, marks them with the stamp of goodness. Thus, they're above terrorists, right? They're all above the left. They're all above everyone else. No. (laughs) And you know, these same people with that mindset may actually believe in God. And I say that because I did when I was a right-wing New Ager, right? I actually believed in the spiritual component to the right versus left that we see in our culture. But I saw it through the mere lens of good versus evil, which was coming from my own perception, right? I was deceived into the belief that I was good because I was leaning on my own understanding, which scripture warns against, Because I was vehemently opposed to the blatant evil of the left. Their ideologies, policies, agendas, all of that. So I thought I was good. And I did believe in God. And I thought I was in good standing with him because I had good politics. Okay? And that is the problem of Christless conservatism. Or just this kind of vague umbrella term of god with conservatives that we hear so often people think their good politics make them good they fall for the deception that their good politics put them on the right side of history as the saying goes so many conservatives including my former self are under this illusion that they are on the right side of history as i said or in this case on the right side of god because of their politics. So I'm here to heed the warning that this mindset is an absolute lie from the pit of hell. And it is one of the many deceptions of the devil that embody 2 Corinthians 1, 11, I'm sorry, eleven fourteen, 14, that tells us even Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light, okay? Being covered by the identity of Republican, does not save you being covered by the blood of Jesus Christ is the only thing that saves hallelujah and amen now look I'm going to make a small disclaimer um because I you know even with that I've come to realize that there's quite literally nothing that I can say online ever at all at any given time (laughs) um in any given context that will not be taken out of context in some way that someone will not have a problem with that a pharisee will not attack that a religious demon won't get mad at people always hear what i'm not saying i can't change that there's nothing i can do to save face it's fine i trust the holy spirit to fill in the gaps where i may miss it during this live stream or anything else that i ever do in the public sphere um and i and i I trust that he will give those eyes to see and ears to hear that he chooses to minister to in this time with softened hearts. But that said, I do want to make something clear as I move into this. And that is by discussing Christless conservatism at large. I need you all to hear me. I am absolutely in no way, shape or form condoning leftism. Okay, again, don't hear what I'm not saying. I already mentioned that the left is overtly demonic, okay? The move of leftism is entirely operative under an antichrist spirit. There is no ifs, ands, and buts about that, okay? So we're, we're, we're having this conversation with that understanding. And I truly believe that anyone who is a true spirit-filled Bible-believing Christian We have no business whatsoever supporting leftist policies or agendas because they are all quite literally antithetical to the Bible, right? The point of this message is stressing Christless conservatism, not because the values themselves are antithetical to scripture, like the demonic left, but because there is an equally demonic wile of the devil that he is manipulating to his advantage by conservatives and that is again to use not to disregard like the left but to use the holy bible as nothing more than a simple supplement to politics rather than the supply of conservatism it is the supply of everything the bible is the supply only solution to your salvation okay and now the second point that i want to stress um moving forward is that i am not sharing this message in any way to discourage the body of christ from being involved in politics i think scripture does indeed lend to the importance of governing authorities and nations that turn their face towards god And the consequence of nations that turn away from god of course um and so in light of that i you know me and her may disagree on some theology but i really like what ali beth stuckey says about christians involved in the political sphere which is her quote politics matters or politics matter because policy matters because people matter and i think we see all throughout scripture that christians are called to do more than hide away and sit on our hands and wait for the second coming of christ okay that goes for politics too and i think it's incredibly necessary and beneficial of us to be out there fighting the political fight um and of course the word tells us that there are different functions within the body of christ and i do think that there are christians out there that function within the body inside the political realm and we need them right we need them and we should exhort them in that work Um, The key is, though, to make the Bible the forefront of the political fight, not just a tool in the tool belt, right? So as long as we're not falling into Christless conservatism, right? Because I don't think that Christians should be hiding their faith within the political sector, but rather proclaiming it boldly because to the point that I pray is stressed the most during this live stream Jesus is the only salvation so that is how I think Christians should be on politics fighting the fight and it is only by the power of his Holy Spirit indwelling with us that we can induce biblical standards to the political realm right so moving on I just wanted to get those two things out there because I if I don't I know it'll be in the comments I know there will be comments anyway but I digress moving on here we go So let's talk about the first point that I mentioned at the top of this episode in the case where Jesus is missing altogether from the conservative sphere of influence or the conversation at large, because this is probably, unfortunately, what I see most, okay? And I feel like I have covered a lot of this point already. But the thing is, we have to talk about the idolatry of right-wing, Christless, conservatism i fell for it before i knew jesus people in my family that i love are falling for it and people all over this nation have fallen for it meanwhile it ultimately just leads to the same hell as leftism does christless conservatism okay and you know we we've already mentioned how Republicans think they're good people because they have good politics, which in and of itself is a dangerous heart posture meant with eternal torment. Make no mistake, but it goes deeper than that actually, because Republicans literally think that their politics are their salvation, and I can't necessarily speak for uh, what that's like globally, but I can say living in America that in this country, that is 100% the case. Uh, Americans identify themselves with their politics. It's like a personality type. It's like, hi, I'm Angela, I'm a Republican. Like that's like how we act in America. It's a personality type or it's a religion. You know, and this goes for folks on both sides of the coin, Democrat or Republican. It's worn. Your politics are worn in this country as a marker of identity, of morale, and it's sculpted into one's personal God. Okay, And we know, as evidenced in scripture, all throughout scripture, that the human heart's propensity of idolatry is ceaseless. So there is a deception within conservatism because conservatives make a God out of goodness rather than following the God who is only good. What we witness here with Christless conservatism is the golden calf of politics that Americans bow down and worship, forsaking God Almighty altogether. When the truth is without Christ, the human heart cannot stop idolizing things that ultimately lead to death. And your good politics ultimately lead to death if you don't have Christ, regardless of how good you think your politics are or of how good you think you are. And of course, now to that point, idolatry This is where I have to bring up Donald Trump, right? I have to. Because, uh, look, okay, objectively speaking, I like Trump. I'm not going to lie. Like, I like the guy. He's funny. Makes me laugh. Whatever. And being under his presidency in, can you all still hear me? Am I, are we still good? All right. Say a prayer right now for the internet connection because it keeps kind of going in and out um all right I think we're good uh so Trump I mentioned Trump and then everything disconnects (laughs) anyway we cancel those schemes of the enemy in Jesus name so as I was saying being under Trump's presidency in 2020 um is what the Lord began to use to sort of peel back some of the layers of the demonic deception that I was living under Uh, Because believe it or not, listen, full admittance here, I was actually a liberal. Isn't that crazy? I was a liberal. I was a pro-abortion, pro-BLM, pro-LGBT. I I was pro all of the things. I was just like pro-demon because I thought I was good. And then in 2020, that all changed. But before that, like I donated to BLM. I went to the protests. Praise God for the blood of his son, which has washed me clean of all deplorable sin that I have since repented for. Praise the Lord. But Trump's presidency uh, was the catalyst of, you know, for me to not only begin seeing with new eyes, it was what started leading me to the Bible because I was beginning to recognize how many of the values and beliefs that I started to abide in and realize to be true actually did come from from the Bible so to that note I do want to say praise the Lord for how he used Donald Trump's presidency to do that for me and I know many others too I know there's a lot of testimonies from 2020 right um so yeah I like Trump okay I do this isn't like an anti-Trump campaign this is an anti-idolatry of Trump message Um, because let's just face the fact Trump is an idol to many conservatives. People literally create altars on their front lawn. They make their house into an altar of Donald Trump. All right. He's an idol and he was for me too. I get it. And this is even more true, you know, or this is even true for the Christian conservatives, which is even more disturbing because the only, the only thing we should worship, the only person we should worship is God. And yet we have people that have made altars on their lawn for Donald Trump. I digress that point. Um, It's just disturbing that Christians alike and especially the Christless conservatives would literally take a bullet for this man. So the thing that I'm stressing here is is that it's not hard to see, right? It's not hard to see. Anyone with eyes can see. Um, and, And even the left has called this out, you know, has has called it like the Trump cult which I, I totally I totally see where they come from when they say that because conservatives have erected him to a God complex they've literally deemed him as a savior and I guess like in a lot of ways he's kind of deemed himself that way considering that his merch is all you know Trump 2024 save America and all that blah blah and honestly like I, I thought all that was cool and funny I collected the shirts too the hat and The thing about it, though, is that supporting Trump inflated a sense of self-righteousness, whether I was aware of it or that I could admit it, admit it at the time. Um, But I I loved and supported Trump to this extreme. You know, the fact that I that I loved and supported him to this extreme inflated my ego. And I and that is just so evident in everyone in everyone who loves him you know, and yes, that's on the left too. But the right is guilty of the same thing they accuse the left of based on that hard posture of supporting Trump because it's that I'm better than the left mentality. Because it's it's easy for anyone to see that America overall operated better as a nation than it did or currently is under Democratic leadership. That's easy to see. It's easy to see that Trump went against the grain of the popular narrative and he was absolutely revered by it and then hated by the demonic elites because of it. You know, so it's like, huh, I'm better than them because of this. So to that point, I want to say that I think in a lot of ways, the devil used the media and overall popular distaste of Donald Trump as means of deception for the conservative because if you supported him, It really manifested the works of the flesh to see him so demonized in the public eye, right? It really manifested the works of the flesh to have a sense of they're all blind and stupid. I'm the only one who can see. He's so great. They're all dumb, right? It really manifested the works of the flesh to keep our eyes on Donald Trump, whether you loved him or hated him, because ultimately with all of our attention on him, Where's the focus for Jesus, right? No one's reading the Bible, going to church, or or calling out to Jesus Christ for repentance if everyone is glued to their television. So there's a popular saying uh, that the left and the right are two wings of the same bird, meaning that republicans are just as evil as democrats and while i do think there is a lot of truth to that on like a carnal level with history and um conspiracy that's not really conspiracy and all of the things that would be an entirely different episode i see that two wings of the same bird concept evidenced here In the case of the enemy, not only using the left for his demonic agenda to steal, kill, and destroy, but with the right as well, tempting conservatives to make an idol of Trump and to indulge in their flesh and self-righteousness because of him. So the fact is, Christless conservatives elevate Trump as the savior of America, And it satiates the heart of anyone who does not know Jesus because, as I said, we all have an innate desire to worship and praise and glorify. And without Jesus, the enemy platform Trump to take our attention away from the true Savior and say, oh, this guy's going to save America instead, right? So we have all these Republicans out here that are so obsessed with making America great again that no one actually considers what their eternity looks like or how great that will be. Now on that note, um, what is extremely viable to add here, and honestly, the probably the most important aspect of this conversation that I really wanna stress to y'all, I really want you to hear me, okay? Christless conservatives do have the best interest of our country, our children, our longevity, all of those things in mind. But you have to understand that is not because they hate sin. It is because they hate the left. And there is a big difference. They do not hate sin. Therefore, they are unwilling to acknowledge their own. And as we already discussed, Christless conservatives have an inflated sense of self where they wear the stamp of good politics as an identity of good person when the two are not mutually inclusive because no one is good except God, right? So Christless conservatives believe themselves to be better than the left. And this self-righteous attitude easily bleeds out onto the conservative audience as a whole, where we neglect or forget altogether that we are only made righteous by Jesus's saving grace. But because they think Their political morale makes them good. They deny the necessity of the only one who is good. These conservatives see no sin within themselves to repent for because their politics give them the illusion of salvation for having a moralistic upper hand to the overtly demonic left. This is a deception, okay? And as I said before, while the left is overtly demonic, this is how the right is covertly demonic. Don't forget it, Christians, that Christless conservatives do not hate sin. They hate the left. And we cannot forget that. And while they are generally our political allies, they are not our philosophical allies because Jesus said in Matthew 12 30, whoever is not f- with me is against me. And this applies to conservatives too, regardless of how much their politics align with ours. Because leftists aren't the only people that are against jesus christless conservatives are against jesus too therefore christless conservatives have more in common with leftists than they do with christians so even though leftists are a bigger threat to our society christless conservatives aren't the solution they are actually a part of the problem But they share our values, Angela. They share our values. They do not share the one responsible for those values. Because politics do not define what good morale is. God does. And so that whole two wings of the same bird does indeed to seem quite appropriate here after all. Now, we've spent a majority of our time here covering the dangerous problem of when Jesus isn't involved in the conversation of conservatism at all. So now to the dangerous problem where he is immersed in the conversation, but on a small, almost microscopic scale, like he's just like a little sprinkle that they include for the for the Christians watching, right? Um, rather than... Exalting him as the savior of humanity that he is. He's just a sprinkle. So this is in the case where the Bible is used as a supplement rather than as the supply. And what I mean by that, for instance, is as I mentioned at the beginning, I was at this this conservative conference, if you will, back in June that kind of inspired this whole topic to begin with. Um, and I noticed a lot of the rhetoric of the speeches were you know to bring up the bible in passing but then what was the ultimate goal of every speech not holiness not repentance not doing what the bible actually instructs of us make disciples spread the gospel baptize, cast out demons heal the sick all the things that jesus actually commands of his people and that we see in the acts church and that we see portrayed all throughout the new testament right it was, it was one thing only. Defeat the left. They may have sprinkled the Bible in it, but it was ultimately about to defeat the left, defeat the left, defeat the left. There is no acknowledgement that Jesus has already defeated the darkness. There is never a plea to walk in the victory that Jesus died for only a plea to claim our own victory over the democratic side of politics and so i noticed that these people were very on par with mentioning how a part of the left's agenda is to indeed dismantle biblical values of western culture which is true um but they were using biblical conversation to platform the political framework rather than using the biblical framework to platform the political conversation. Does that make sense? And so as I sat there at this conference, immersed in the cheer from the audience with things like, for instance, the mention of biblical marriage, man and wife, I noticed how those around me grew really excited of the mention of the bible but it seemed clear based on the commentary of those speaking that those in the audience and those on the stage actually spent very little time actually reading it you know because in one breath they were saying that we need to get back to a nation of biblical foundations and then in the next breath They were encouraging the audience to follow their own heart, which of course like set off every red flag of discernment as an ex new ager, um, because conservatives do not need to be told to follow their own heart because that is exactly what the left is already doing. And that is exactly what the devil wants both sides to do lean on your own understanding, be in the carnal, follow your heart, whatever that means conservatives need to be encouraging their audience because remember conservative values come from the bible whether that's acknowledged or not conservatives need to encourage their audience not to follow their heart but to follow jesus to repent of their sin and to invite the left to repent of theirs Okay, this whole defeat the left message only lends to the rejection of the gospel because it is a message that is entirely focused on the carnality of left versus right when what we need to be focused on is the Savior who already defeated the Antichrist spirit that is rampant on both sides of the political aisle. Scripture tells us clearly in Ephesians 6 that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And so we need to see those demonized by the left through spiritual lenses. They are victims of their own depravity. They are victims of their godless nature. The word tells us that they are literally operating under a spirit of disobedience and that they are children of wrath because their father is the devil. And so because of this, they are made wicked before the sight of God and their eternity is in grave danger. And we as Christians, followers of Jesus that have an allegiance to conservatism as a byproduct of our faith, know that we are victors in Christ so we don't need to defeat them Jesus said it is finished on the cross we need to evangelize to them we need to walk in the power and authority given to us by his Holy Spirit we need to be more than informers talking about the evils of the world and we need to be intercessors contending against the principalities of darkness present in the world so let's invite them the wicked left to this side of the aisle and i don't mean politically i don't mean of the flesh that only focuses on the democrat or the republican i mean invite them to this side of the aisle spiritually eternally and that is done by demonstrating the gospel not simply using it as a slogan or a talking point for our political discourse And I see so many conservative influencers that call themselves Christian, and yet they use their platforms to preach politics, not preach the gospel. And this does nothing but what the left does. Keeps us horizontal against each other, against the flesh, wrapped up in the carnal. Walking the broad road right alongside the same people on the left that Christless conservatives falsely mistake themselves to be so much better than, right? While we're on the news, on TV, on social media, on this article, that article, that network, this network, rather than focusing our attention vertically in communion with Jesus, in our prayer closet, calling out to the Father, developing intimacy with the Holy Spirit in the secret place and going out in the world set apart on the narrow road living out the Bible, sharing the Bible, proclaiming the Bible, obeying the Bible, demonstrating the Bible in our character, our performance, and our faith. It's not the armor of God the Christless conservatives are wearing. It's the armor of good politics. And so while these conservatives may actually be out here claiming Jesus, or as I said, using him as a slogan, they do not seem to actually abide in that vine, but rather in the vine of carnality, okay? Because the Bible is not a supplement of political salvation. It is simply the supply of salvation, which kind of seamlessly brings me into my next point here, uh, that yes, it's very easy for any conservative to claim Christ um, and yet to Abide in him is a completely separate thing. Many conservatives do claim Christ, but the continued fruit of their online presence, social sphere, whatever, such as idolatry of pop culture, is not indicative to allegiance to Christ. Claiming Jesus and abiding in him are different. And we have to be careful as his disciples to guard our hearts minds eyes and ears as and not be influenced by any lukewarm christian or any kind of flimsy belief in christ you know and this comes when we are deceived by thinking that we that because we share the same belief as them you know a very surface level jesus that we can be like them or we can we can we can act like them um the the word says that bad company corrupts good character and that can just translate very easily ungodly company corrupts godly character so because someone claims Christ does not mean that they abide in him now look I'm not one of those Christians that sits around all day with the intention to examine whether or not You know, everyone that claims Christianity is actually saved. That's between them and God. I would rather pray for them than make a YouTube video about them. This isn't to call anyone out in particular. This is simply for you as the follower of Jesus Christ watching as a call of discernment for your sake, for how you represent your king, because bad company corrupts good character And I've said on my platform many times that we should not compare ourselves to other Christians, me included, by the way. But we should rather compare ourselves to scripture. And that holds true in the case of conservatives that we see online claiming Christ. Don't compare yourself to them. Compare yourself to the word of God. And I myself am guilty of this in the past. You know, that sometimes we can compromise our faith or or our obedience to christ because we like someone and that doesn't necessarily only pertain to conservative influences or public figures that can pertain to your friends and family but in this case i am speaking on behalf of compromising you know who we are in christ because of who we are attracted to you know a particular influencer their personality public figures all of that sort so let me use an example okay We could find ourselves heavily invested in a particular conservative's platform where they talk all about politics, they're conservative leaning, um, and they sprinkle in some Bible here and there. And then this same person is actually like really immersed in pop culture or loves Taylor Swift, stands with Taylor Swift, you know, life or death Taylor Swift. Despite that, Taylor Swift's music, lyrics, values, all rooted in the Antichrist spirit. I have a whole series on Taylor Swift. Go check it out. You know, everything that Taylor Swift does, says, sings, dances, performs, all contrast to the word of God and a lifestyle of a Jesus-loving disciple, right? And so maybe we say to ourselves, well, this person loves Taylor, so I guess it's okay for me to go to her concert and listen to her music, even though it's all demonic and birthed from the kingdom of God darkness. I guess it's okay because she says she's a Christian and loves Taylor. And so we start to compromise our faith in that way because we're comparing ourselves to other Christians, other conservatives that claim Christ rather than comparing ourselves to the word of God. We're leveling ourselves to people who 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 just claim him rather than leveling ourselves to Christ himself, okay? And another thing would be the Trump thing. I've seen many, 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 many um, Christians compromise their faith in the recent months after Trump made his stance on abortion pretty uh, abundantly, unfortunately, clear. Right, that he supports it, essentially. And and look, I just and and they're willing to compromise that just because they like the guy. Because they've made an idol of him like we talked about. So we must be careful to not make an idol of any politician or any conservative public figure with a platform. Not because that I'm sitting here trying to accuse you that you're too weak in your faith to handle it, but on the contrary, because I am encouraging you to be so strong in your faith that you are willing to forsake your allegiance to these people if the fruit of their allegiance appears to abide in anything other than the vine of Jesus Christ. Okay, and the last example I want to use to this point is the tendency many conservatives have of bad-mouthing others. And this is something I myself, you know, I'm guilty of in the past and I've since had to repent for as well. And it's, again, based on what other conservatives are doing, right? But the truth is we do not deploy the fruit of the Holy Spirit when we bully leftists. We do not deploy the fruit of the Holy Spirit when we hold ourselves to a higher tier of moralism than the left. We do not deploy the fruit of the Holy Spirit when we name call or belittle or patronize. And, you know, a lot of conservatives have built their platforms around calling people on the left stupid, idiots, etc. But we can't be doing that, y'all. Like, we just can't. We can't claim Jesus is the only way and then call someone stupid in the next breath. And trust me, like I understand in the flesh that it is really, really difficult at times to not say those things. Like I really understand, okay? When it's just like rampant all around you, but we have to deny our flesh. We have to die to ourselves and remember who we are in Christ. We have to remember who he is, that he loves them in spite of it all. Remember that he sat with the sinners in order to call them to repentance. He didn't call them morons because of their sin. He just invited them to himself. We show others who Jesus is by he who lives in us. He tells us in John 13, 34, to love as he has loved. And I I just can't see that what he meant by that was to post videos mocking transgender people. I have to be careful with that word on here. Again, look through a spiritual lens. T people, T people we'll call them. um, I don't wanna get kicked off YouTube. T people are demonized heavily. We're talking about the folks that call themselves they. They. When we see literally in scripture, we have the evidence that the legion demons call themselves they for they are many. T people need their demons cast out, not laughed at on YouTube. Okay. The rainbow letter people will call them don't need to be made fun of. Don't need to have their TikToks made into, into parodies from conservative influencers. They need to be interceded for. We need to take these people to the foot of the cross, petition to the Lord on behalf of their souls every single day, yielding our shield of faith against the enemy's mission to steal, kill, and destroy their eternity. But many of the conservatives with big platforms got us in the flesh, making fun, and doing everything but that, playing right into the devil's schemes. So all I'm saying here, guys, is to be mindful of who you open your eyes, ears, and influence to online. Just because they claim Christ does not mean their fruit looks like his. Do not be deceived. Do not be led astray. And to that point, okay, do not be convinced that there is anyone coming to save America. Do not be convinced that if we get a Republican back back in the White House, that means sunshine and butterflies for this nation. Okay, I made it clear already that Christians do indeed have their place and their right within the political sector, but be discerning as to not make an idol of this country, Americans I'm speaking to. What I kind of want to end on is this, okay? There is no mention of America in the book of Revelation. I don't know what that means exactly, but based on context, I can take an educated guess So instead of focusing all our time and energy on saving a country that God never promises will be saved in his word and pouring all of our time and attention to conservative politicians and conservative agendas and public figures that preach good politics over the good news, let's focus on saving souls in this country and pouring our time and attention to being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Because another 60 or 70 years of comfortable living won't mean anything in the grand scheme of eternity. And I don't say that to instill any sort of fear either. It's actually quite the opposite because it's hope. Hope and life and victory are all found in Jesus Christ alone. All of this is going to perish, y'all. All of this is going to perish But salvation in Jesus is everlasting. He is the way, the truth, and the life. That is his promise. And we can all bank on that promise. For the word of God will never return void. Every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So if you don't know him, I implore you to know him. Or if you think you know him, but you recognize during the stream that you have exalted politics above him, now is the time to get on the ark. He promises in Revelation 2.14, there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. There is nothing to fear in Christ Jesus. There is only what is to be feared without him. I made a post on Instagram last week that said, we are living in perilous times. For those who follow Jesus, the reality of this world is the closest thing to hell we will experience. Rejoice. And for those of you who do not follow Jesus, the reality of this world is the closest thing to heaven you will experience. Reconsider. So to close, um, you know, just a word for the body of Christ here. A lot of people get up in arms over the term revival. Always like, oh, the Bible doesn't mention anything about any sort of revival. Just in the last days, there will be a great falling away. Despite the fact that the Bible does indeed say that in the last days, God will pour his spirit out on all people. Topic for another day. My point is, okay, the revival we speak of isn't about trying to rewrite prophecy, save America, prosper the country, prosper ourselves, add to, take away from scripture, none of that. It's about standing at the gates of hell. Revival is standing at the gates of hell, redirecting traffic while we're still here. That's what we need right now. A biblical revival, not a political one. We don't need Christless conservatism to save us we need Christ conserved all right um I'm gonna close out in a prayer I will actually be putting out a video on a very one of my short length videos on Israel and I will do an intercessory prayer entirely for for the um, happenstance in Israel at the moment tomorrow. So right now, I am going to gear this um, just towards the content of this stream in and of itself. So Father God, I just want to thank you for every single person that is watching live or on the replay. I want to thank you for their life. If they know you, Lord, I want to thank you for their salvation. If they do not know you, Father, I want to thank you that you have that you have drawn them to yourself by leading them to the way of this video, of this podcast, Lord, because you are trying to reach them because it is not your will that anyone should perish, Father. And I pray for every person right now, Lord, we lift every single person in in the nation, in the world that errs on the side of leftist politics to you, Lord, knowing that they are demonized. And we come against the schemes of the enemy in Jesus' mighty name to demonize them, Lord, to steal kill and destroy their eternity, whether it be with sexuality, with emotionalism, whatever it is, Lord. We cancel those schemes of the enemy in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we pray, knowing that you're a good shepherd, that you would shepherd those people to yourself, Father. And we pray for all the Christless conservatives, Father, that have exalted themselves as superior above the left, not realizing that they are no better than the left because you are the only one that is good, Lord. Our good politics do not make us good. Our good politics do not save us. Only you do King Jesus. You are the only one that saves. And so Father, I just lay all those Christless conservatives right to you at the foot of the cross. And I pray that you would give them a revelation of who you are and that there is no one good Lord. I pray that you would highlight that they are sinful creatures, that they that they are depraved creatures, Lord that they are no better than the left that they spend day and night fighting against. Lord, I pray that you would reveal that to them supernaturally, that they that they would come to the faith by hearing your word, Father God, because you are the author and finisher of our faith. Lord, I pray that they would have a mighty revelation of your love. And Lord, I pray for every conservative with a major platform that they would begin to boldly proclaim the gospel, that they would preach good news over good politics, Lord, that they would stand firm on the foundation of the Bible rather than using the Bible as a slogan for a political campaign. Father God, I pray that every conservative with a major platform would begin to to witness to their audience that the Bible is the supply and is not merely a supplement of the conservative movement, Lord. And I pray all of these things in the name of your mighty son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Heaven and Healing Podcast. I pray that you are blessed by it. Please do consider financially partnering with the ministry different ways to support the show are listed in the episode description. So be sure to check that out. If you were fed today, don't just dine and dash (laughs) and be sure to share this episode with a friend or family member that you feel could use it, post it to your Instagram story and tag me so that I can personally thank you for supporting heaven and healing. If you are interested In hearing or watching the Q&A live chat that happens at the end of every live stream, you'll have to subscribe to Heaven and Healing Podcast on YouTube to watch the rest of the stream where we do that live Q&A at the end. Thank you all so much again and God bless.